1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. And don't you forget, today is a good day to plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip, and you can do it all over at visitmississippi.org but we're going to kick off the week here on good things with an Ole Miss student who is making some school history not to mention he's going to be making some lots of cool videos now being hired by the NFL and joining us is Austin Marshall hey Austin
2: hey how are y'all
1: we are doing well hey congrats on landing a pretty stellar job straight out of college
2: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much.
1: So is it true that you messaged NFL teams before leaving for spring break?
2: Uh, um yes, ma'am i was I stayed up one night till like two in the morning just adding everybody on LinkedIn, and I was just sending copy and pasting the same messages and just sending out the messages to people I was trying to get a response back. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, so we're going to, you know, break the glass here, the fact that you did get hired by the Baltimore Ravens, and that's going to come out in your story. But I need to know, like, before you gear up for spring break and you're copy and pasting all of these responses there from LinkedIn for job interviews or potentials, how many NFL teams did you reach out to, Austin?
2: All all of them.
1: (laughs) So how many did you hear back from? Um.
2: I probably got uh, messages and emails back from like three or four different teams.
1: Can you share other than the Baltimore Ravens who messaged you back?
2: Um, I had gotten emails from like the Seahawks and the Vikings and and like and then other teams were just saying that they're not hiring right now and they will in the future and that's really that's all I, the other thing that's the only other messages i got back
1: okay so i have this vision of you alston on spring break in like swim trunks sunscreen <laughs> sipping a mart. well i don't know how old you are <laughs> sipping something cold poolside we are graduating college you could do that <laughs> uh, and then taking these interview interview calls with the nfl am i you know fantasizing that were you at home were you actually on vacation during spring break when I you was- got your interviews
2: I actually was on spring break, I was at the beach and when I got that first email back about it, about an interview, I was on the beach at the time and I had to run back to the, uh, to the apartment. (laughs) This is such a,
1: this is such a great story for so many reasons, um, Austin. Okay. So we're going to back up just a little bit in case people are listening to good things. You're not necessarily playing for the Baltimore Ravens, but you're going to be on their video or media staff. And this all started for the fact that you have worked there at Ole Miss as part of the video staff for the last several years. So what even inspired you to get involved with that part of the, you know, game day aspect of Ole Miss sports?
2: All right, when um in high school I was just a little football manager and stuff and then um one of the coaches there was able to get me to go to Northwest and there I started um I was a manager and they needed somebody to film and stuff and I started filming there and I tried I was trying to be a manager at Ole Miss but that didn't work out. So and then somebody told me about a filming job that they were having interviews and stuff and I think I was like one of the last the last person to interview. I think it was the last few days they were hiring people. And then I went in and interviewed and uh, talked to Matt Engelbert, that's my boss, and and then he ended up hiring me, and I just fell in love with doing it.
1: Had you ever worked, you know, the equipment required to do that kind of filming for the football games or the practices or whatever, you know, the media request may be?
2: Uh, At Northwest, we had, like, little bitty handheld cameras that and we were recording from on top of towers, and it wasn't that high tech. But when I got the old Miss, it was like a big learning curve. So,
1: I guess as long as the red button's different. on, you're you're recording, though, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs>
1: So, what are what was your normal day at work like there at Ole Miss? Because I think this is an interesting part, just of of the sports in general or athletics. The fact that you have all this going on with the athletes and the coaches and the trainers, but yet we wouldn't get to see any of it if it wasn't for the media staff or the video staff uh, that's behind the scenes. So, did you do practice? Did you do games? Was it a mixture? What was maybe your your role and duty there?
2: Um. All right, this year we started having practice in the morning, so, like, we'd get there at, like, 8 or 9, and then we I'd have to record practice every day. And, uh, like, in that picture, that was the pole camera. That's something we had to start using this year, so I, I would use that all year. And then um, during games and stuff, yes, ma'am, I would record, but it was, like, it was a, a camera that you would set up on, like, a tripod and stuff.
1: What's the most exciting thing that you caught on camera at Ole Miss?
2: I, I don't. I'm not. i am mm, not i really you can sure, share honestly. on air. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not. I'm not really even sure. Maybe a touchdown or something in a game. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I'll give you something to sort of ponder as you, as you start to transition to your your next job there um, with the NFL, Baltimore Ravens. What is your actual major, Austin? Because I know I don't think you went into you know, media or or journalism of any type?
2: No, ma'am, it was computer science.
1: So you, do you have you a backup plan, or you just think you're going to go straight forward with this, you know, the sky is the limit with your videoing skills?
2: Uh, hopefully that I, I can continue to do this, but if not, I think I could use my degree. And when I was younger, my my dream job, I know it sounds not that good, but I was always wanted to work at, like, AT&T or something with, like, phones and stuff, and I'm sure with a computer science degree I could get that, so...
1: I think I think you you should just keep shooting for the stars just a little bit more. I think you've gotten a little bit you know beyond that. Although that's always a good to have a plan B. But I love this idea that you just had the tenacity and you know the drive to just say screw it. I'm going to see what what happens. So who even let you know that there were jobs in the NFL for things that you were doing there at Ole Miss? I mean, you had to have mentors or someone sort of give you the nudge on where to send those resumes or those letters of. Uh, of, um you know, that you were interested in, in those jobs. So who sort of mentored you along the way?
2: Uh yes, ma'am. My uh boss Matt, he's been working with the football video for a long time and he uh gave me you know, he, uh helped me and was telling me about all the people I could uh reach out to and all that type of stuff.
1: So and when he, uh, when do you report to duty in Baltimore?
2: I gotta leave tomorrow morning at seven. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, is that this Mississippi boy ready for some winters in Baltimore? I think the summers may be a little bit more pleasant than what you would have here at home, but are you ready for for the cold and the ice? Although I guess you kind of got prepared for that back back this early 2021.
2: <laughs> no, ma'am. I don't think I hate the cold, so I don't know if I am ready, but I'm I have no choice. <laughs> no. You're... I got a bubble coat, so.
1: You're going to be absolutely fine. Do you know maybe what you'll be doing, whether it be practices or also on field? Is there like a training process you'll have to go through, or any of that that you know um, yet?
2: I, I know I'll be shooting practices and stuff, and I think they got like camps coming up that I'll have to be uh, that I'll have to do over the summer and stuff. But I think that's all I know for right now.
1: I, is it true though, Austin, that you've never seen an NFL game in person?
2: Oh, I have not. <laughs>
1: Man, you have gotten the bet. <laughs> You'll have the best front row seat possible for your first NFL um, experience. What else are you looking forward to during this sort of transition and this new job opportunity?
2: Um, outside of football, I've always wanted to go to Philadelphia and try a real Philly steak and cheese. That is one thing I want to do.
1: Are you going to climb the stairs and do the whole rocky thing at the top and take your picture because that's like mandatory. I-
2: I didn't even think about that, but you said that I got—I have no choice
1: now. Now, now I'm gonna follow you on social media, and I'm gonna make sure that you do the whole the whole thing, and you have to work off that Philly <laughs> steak and cheese, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, and completely enjoy your experience there in um, in Baltimore. So I want to round back though to what's your advice to maybe even students or us adults to just hit send, look you know look for the unconventional way of finding job opportunities, and you know just going for it.
2: Uh yes ma'am just to, just say uh keep keep working it might suck right now um because when I was at Northwest it wasn't like the best like um like you didn't get the most out of it but because of that I was able to get to Ole Miss and then able to get this job so I just say just keep working no matter if it sucks or not because it'll lead to other things.
1: Absolutely, it'll lead to authentic Philly steak and cheese. I just still love the the idea too, though. I still I'm going back to you're in your swim trunks with sunscreen on your nose, laying out at the beach, getting the Baltimore Ravens, the Seahawks, and everyone else interested in your LinkedIn, you know, emails, and rushing back in, dusting off the sand, and having your, you know, your very first professional job interview there yeah, at, at the beach.
2: I was pretty nervous. I,
1: well, it sounds like you nailed it, um, Austin, and we're super proud for you. And you're welcome back here anytime you come home to visit, okay?
2: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much.
1: Alrighty. Best of luck to you, buddy.
2: Yes, ma'am. Thank you.
1: Alrighty. You guys stick with us. We've got more good things for you coming up next.
6: Welcome. Be a part of the excitement and return of Mississippi Braves baseball on opening night, Tuesday, May 4th, and the opening six-game homestand through May 9th at Trustmark Park as the m take on the Miami Marlins affiliate Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Early arriving fans on opening night will receive a 2021 magnetic schedule, compliments of the Pizza Shack. Homestand continues on Wednesday with First Responders Day and Cinco de Mayo drink specials. Thursday brings our first Thirsty Thursday of the season with two- $2, 16-ounce beers and fountain drinks. Prior to the first 1,000 fans will receive embrace tube socks presented by Farm Bureau. Saturday, join us for the first post-game fireworks show of 2021. And Sunday, the first 200 moms in attendance on Mother's Day will receive a flower from Chapman's Florist, and kids can run the bases after the game. For more information or to purchase your tickets, visit MississippiBraves.com or call 888-BRAVES-4. Your Mississippi Braves are finally back in town.
0: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: I'm a morning time, yeah. We're going strong, heading up, down the river.
1: Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. Why don't you go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. You can listen to good things on supertalk.fm and the Super Talk Mississippi app. But the best way to listen to the show each day is always on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, which you can get Anywhere across the state. Thinking back to our past guest, Austin, which if you miss that conversation, you can always get it on demand after the show over at supertalk.fm or as podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, you you can subscribe to the Good Things uh, podcast as well. One thing I love, 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 loved about his story is the fact that the boy just threw a Hail Mary several and just to see if they would stick, because it's like, I don't know, how long does it take to craft a fairly professional, you know, well thought out email, you know, that just or LinkedIn, which I'm not a part of, which I, I feel like, you know, that's something that the millennials are good at, <laughs> at least trying to find or navigate their way through their career paths that way. Um, but and I then, think that's
7: a certain majors in college thing.
1: It's LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, even then, the, it was this big for business majors. Big for business majors. It's great for networking. I know um, many of you are probably on that platform, um, and and that's cool. I think it. I think I'm it, on
7: there. I check it about once a year.
1: Well, I think it when is. It,
7: when they send me an email telling it, me, oh, somebody did this, like, wait, I still have that.
1: Isn't it opportunities though for? Professional networking and, oh, yeah. to, and to connect. Okay. So but but even take that back. So this this also reminds me, it's funny it's still with the NFL too, which almost makes me want to throw them a Hail Mary because <laughs> good things come in threes, right? And so this started with Mr. Lee, who was the founder who is the founder, excuse me, of Sunny USA in Brandon. If y'all don't remember his story back when the pandemic first started, he shifted his face shield company instead of trying to get it to all the teachers, because there there was a lot of roadblocks. He decided to box them up. He found the P.O. box or the ship, shipping address to every NFL team, and he just sent out samples. And lo and behold, on one, I guess it was a Sunday night, maybe it was a Thursday night, I don't remember now all the details of the story, um, because he was here on Good Things, but he watched TV, or someone called him and said, hey, look, turn it on. I think it was the Kansas City Chiefs um, uh, head coach, can't remember his name, but he had on one of his shields. And then, long story short, it became a thing, and then it even ended up being on the sidelines there for the Super Bowl. And he had no idea if the NFL would be interested in his product or if one of the coaches would even actually get the package. I mean, you you think that those people have multiple layers of handlers in between their desk and what comes in. The mail room, right? I mean, there's there's probably protocol before it even gets there. Usually,
7: but you got to remember at that time it's probably skeleton crew.
1: That's true, very true. All things universe conspiring, you know, in their in the face the Coach
7: might have been the one to picked up the mail that day.
1: That's very true because you were thinking, you know, if an assistant or whom a secretary, or whomever, may have gotten it, pulled it out. What's this? What's this thing? But I think the the Chiefs' coach. Had gotten in Andy trouble, Henry. Thank you, Andy Reed. Andy Reed you had go. gotten in trouble a time or two with some of the rules around face masks. Anyway, not to replay Mr. Lee's entire story, because it coincides too with Austin's this idea of just throwing a hail mary, seeing if something sticks. You never know unless you try. So I'm curious if you've ever thrown a hail mary, whether it's for girl rhino <laughs> get her number i don't know or job or you know an experience or whatever it may be um and it, and it stuck or something happened you were you were pleasantly surprised at the outcome right or maybe you maybe you did maybe you threw a hell mary and it was a complete miss but you have a story to tell because you never know unless you try well See? there's a
7: story there i just can't tell it. <laughs>
1: Well after I said it, I thought, you know what we are we pride ourselves on being family <laughs> friendly here on good things, and maybe that's not the best route to go to but i would I would assume that there's some gentlemen who are listening that have always been told that they outshot their coverage when it came to the woman they convinced to walk down the aisle with them. And so maybe it was just a you know some courage to send, you know, a message or go up and introduce yourself. Confidence is key. Confidence is key, not only in relationships, but also in business and landing your dream job or internship or getting into that college that you think maybe you can't, you know, break, break. The I would say with. my
7: my family friendly Hail Mary is how I wound up in this seat.
1: So how did that happen? How was it a Hail Mary from your perspective?
7: I was. Kind of not in between jobs. I had two jobs at the time and wasn't really enjoying either one of them. Was thankful to have both of them because they were keeping the bills paid for the most part. But then my roommate at the time put in a good word for me for this position or what became this position, and I just wound up here.
1: Wound up here. Had
7: zero radio experience. I all I knew about audio boards. Well, no, like the audio board experience, I got offhand because in college I did lighting for a show choir at the college. I was in charge of the lighting board, and the guy next to me, who I was in his wedding, <laughs> he did the audio. So I picked up things from him, but I, that, that wasn't my specialty. So I, it was a very much learning on the job experience. But it was, hey. One chance, might as well take it.
1: I heard some great advice. And if you have a good Hail Mary story, you can let us know on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. When did you just go for it? You threw everything, you know, all the noodles at the wall to see what would stick. And if something cool did, cool. If not, that's still you tried. There's no shame in that at all. Um, but one of the best advice, advice I have heard when it comes to dream jobs or jobs that you would love to have, you could see yourself doing it. Never read the job description or the job requirements unless it's unless you're going up for like a surgical nurse (laughs) or a surgeon. I mean, or something where a lawyer where you're going to have to have some type of, you know, real license with, you know, schooling behind it or something you can't get back your way out of. Because nine times out of ten, they're putting their unicorn idea person persona whatever you want to call it on their little LinkedIn profile or on the job description Oh yeah
7: what's the running joke that they they want to hire 20 year olds with 10 years experience
1: Right And so if you at least something in you says I think I could do that right Even you shouldn't let well if you don't check all the boxes you know deter you from at least putting in your resume or going for it or you know, trying to find a way to network to find out more about what they're looking for because you really never know when your personality, the boss's personality or whatever it may be, will just click and mesh and you may really be what they're looking for and they didn't know that because I think one sad thing with the whole job market right now, particularly when it comes to trying to find individuals through the digital age is you lose that sort of instant personality connection that sometimes the best fit gets completely overlooked because they just don't look as well on paper. Because, you know, if you if you know how to wordsmith, you can make a lot of things sound a whole lot better <laughs> than they actually are when it comes to creating Resumes and portfolios and and things of that nature. So, but I, I go back to Austin's story as well as Mr. Lee's story and so many others that just throw in a good old Hail Mary every now and then. And you just really never know, you know, what's on the other side of that. If it's no, are you any worse off than where you were before you threw it? No. I mean, Mr. Lee was out, I guess, some postage, but it got returned to him in dividends. Because he kind of went, his company and his face shields went overnight. So it worked out well for him. But even then, at least he's like, I tried.
7: And sometimes exposure is all it needs.
1: Sometimes exposure is all you need. Josh from Dennis says, I put in an application for a job at a company on a whim in the field that I just graduated college for. And I've been working here eight years now and making almost twice the salary. Kudos! On a whim, sometimes your life can completely change. My first uh, book that I published, Mind Over Fork, the the publisher that I went with, I just decided to write up a proposal and send it. Like, I just need to, I need to hear no and get this off of my, uh, you know, off my chest, out of my mind. And I'd be darned if a couple weeks later they were like, "We love it, send us da da da." I was like, "Well, I don't have that. I hadn't thought that far through it." You need, and the rest is history with that. So, that is my Hail Mary story that turned out pretty well, I'll have to say. If you've got one, you can continue to share it with us 601 879 4395. But we've got more good for you coming up next.
3: and construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
5: At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you we want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business find your next buick gmc or pre-owned vehicle at GMC.com. Fillmore buick gmc you drive everything we do
7: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than
8: 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters.
5: When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
1: Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local, and he will call you back. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As of Friday, the only COVID mandate remaining in effect in Mississippi is the mask mandate for K-12 school students. In lifting the restrictions, state leaders are encouraging residents to follow CDC guidelines and avoid crowded indoor gatherings. The CDC has eased outdoor mask recommendations for fully vaccinated individuals.
0: This might get even more people interested in getting vaccinated. I know I was incredibly relieved when I got vaccinated because it would allow me to experience these types of things again.
2: I'm assuming that would be okay. I just, I'm not sure we're at that point completely yet. I
1: still think that everyone should stay safe and wear their masks. Until
0: they get this thing off the earth, I think that we should uh, wear them amongst the public
1: under their new guidance the cdc says fully vaccinated people can go unmasked at small outdoor gatherings or when dining outside with friends from multiple households i'm kelly bennett
8: one of the things i enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result the fish on the truck headed to the plant i like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas catfish farmer of the year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat US farm-raised catfish.
7: I was wrong. What else can I say? Summer is
1: fast approaching, so make sure you plan a Mississippi adventure by going to visitmississippi.org to explore more. And you can explore more of your favorite Super Talk shows. You can find them over at YouTube. We've got a great YouTube channel there that we'd love for you to subscribe to. So just go to youtube.com and type in Supertalk, and then you'll click subscribe, and then you'll never miss some of the best interviews and shortened clips and fun things to share and uh, be a part of there. And then also, you can get all of your favorite shows, too, in podcast form. So wherever you get your podcast, just again, search for Good Old Super Talk and then hit subscribe all the way down. And if you are listening to Good Things via podcast, we appreciate you. So thank you for doing
7: that. Hello in the future.
1: Hello -er in the future.
7: And if you're on the YouTubes, if you click that little bell then it'll send you a little ding to let you know whenever we update something
1: oh i didn't know that oh yeah so the subscribe just when you open the app the
7: subscribe puts you on the feed if you tap the little bell that means it'll let you know when we upload a video
1: so since we have and you- i
7: promise you i won't upload a video at 3 a.m <laughs>
1: I know you won't. It won't be from good things anyway, if one gets uploaded. But since you have the YouTubes on the brain this weekend, you may have caught uh, a great new release. I think it's on Netflix. It's called the Mitchells versus the machines. Anyway, it is hysterical. Have you seen it? Rado?
7: No, but you're talking about Netflix. I had to chuckle because the land four time is now on Netflix.
1: <gasps> no.
7: Yeah, so if you have little inter- ones, introduce the little ones to how 80s movies used to treat kids.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, which did. is
7: pretty much, I th- I'm pretty sure Steven Spielberg got at least a little bit of inspiration for Saving Private Ryan from The Land Before Time. No, <gasps> Just the first five minutes yeah. are just shock and awe, and you feel a little sick and a little depressed, and then tell the story of the characters.
1: And then, yes. I will, do, but still, it's a classic. Oh yeah, it's and definitely
7: will, it's something you got to do. We'll that and back. old Yeller, you just got to endure it as you a just, kid.
1: You do, and it, you're just better for it. And so, if you are though looking for family friendly content with your, uh, for your kids and yourself. The Mitchells versus the Machine is actually really funny, really cute, and it's got this incredible storyline based on poking fun at the fact that – well, they call it Pal, but it's off of Apple, obviously, who basically gets rid of Suri because she's no longer – you know, the queen bee or your Google assistant. And they kind of, obviously they have all of the whatever names because they're not calling out any specifics for these robots. And she gets ticked and she sounds British, which is the best part. One of the best parts. And then anyway, long not to give it away. YouTube has a very prominent part to the very end and watching the dad try to figure it out was almost worth the entire movie because every, you know, non millennial who didn't grow up trying to figure out YouTube from the beginning Who has tried to just search for something and then all the things start popping up to to get in your way, whether you want to subscribe or whether you don't or whether it's you were talking about the other day with, uh, you know, pop ads or whatever it may be. And then watching the sheer frustration when you're trying to save the world anyway. Got a good chuckle. Maybe think of that. I'll round back. You know what? Not just YouTube. We're also on other social media platforms like Facebook. That's where we like to get our party started here on Good Things. I actually got it started uh, yesterday by um, posting, I guess you would see what I ate for supper, which was a sandwich. And I guess after almost 14 years of marriage, my husband's never just paid attention to how I build my own sandwich. I don't know. Or maybe... He just decided to pay more attention last night, but he started to make fun of the way that I put the meat on the bread, and I roll mine. Like, I get my sandwich meat. We do buy thicker, or I prefer, thicker lunch meat than just the thin stuff. Anyway, and I roll it up, and even if I get the thin stuff, I stack, like, I will stack it in little squishy mounds all around. I don't know if that is the right way to describe it i let's put this way never lay it flat i feel like that is you are reducing your bite size you you just are completely you know taking away the entire sandwich experience and you feel like you get more when you roll it up or leave little mounds of meat and he thought that i was just being dramatic with my lunch meat and that you should just you should just lay it down and go, go on with your life. And so I asked, and wow, it was quite the debate. How do you add lunch meat to your sandwich? Do you lay it? Do you fold it? Do you roll it? Do you mound it?
7: And this is where, of course, I have to have something out of left field. It's it's more of like a, a seasons of life question answer because if they're – there's some that if you're in that season of life where you're getting that $1 packet of lunch meat with it, that's so thinly sliced you can see through it, then, yeah, you're going to roll those because you, you want a little bit more to your bite. But if you graduate from that and you get up to the, the thick slice or you go to the deli and go, hey, give me, give me honks of turkey this thick, and you, you have big meat that doesn't really roll, then I think you, you've made it to the point where you don't have to anymore.
1: That is very well thought out, and it's probably (laughs) extremely on point for many listening to Good Things and their sandwich. But I feel there are some very passionate people the way that any sandwich should be built at any time. Dee says, I roll my meat and cheese up after putting a thin stripe of mayo or mustard down the center and a few chive stalks, no bread. Not sure what that's all about. Can't, I don't know if you can call it a sandwich if there's if there's no bread, but that's another debate. Some say it depends on the size of the bread and the thickness of the sandwich meat if I fold or if I lay it out flat.
2: There you go. I'd
1: never thought about the, the size of the bread determining how I situate the meat.
7: Well, I mean, think about it. If you go and you get some, you go to the deli, get them to slice that big giant hunk of ham that's six inches across or more, I, I don't know about you, but my loaf bread's not a <laughs> half a foot across.
1: No. It's...
7: So you're going to have to at least fold it once to get it to stay on there. You're going to have overhanging meat. Just so... a bite of meat before you even get to the bread.
1: <laughs> okay.
7: Because that would be a pretty sad sandwich.
1: In those cases, if you have like your round or oblong type of meat, then I fold it and then I fold it. So now I have a fan of meat. And I <laughs> I will continue with that until I go down the hoagie, which is still very in line with how I like to do it if my bread is square or normal loaf. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like if you've never, if, if this is the first time you're ever hearing someone describe a sandwich, you're getting a terrible representation of what they actually look like in real life. But I've never really thought about it. <laughs> Try to visually explain sandwich making before without the things in front of me. But but yes, yeah, so I still would rather roll roll. I don't think there's ever been a time where I lay it flat, although someone on the text line says Subway lays it lays it down like sort of they just flop it down on there. Yes, and I've eaten a subway, and I don't reconstruct my subway sandwich or if I buy one, but they have all the other stuff on there that I just don't have at home so the 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 thickness of the bite is still there in a subway, regardless of how the meat is situated I think what what I'm trying to say is I like my sandwich to feel like a burger. <laughs>
7: You want some, some, something substantial.
1: I want to be able to, like, bite into it and not be able to talk while I'm eating. I need to, like, focus on that chew, feel the cheese and all through the teeth, like, you know, really go for it. Because usually at home I'm not adding in the lettuce and the tomato and the, you know, the, the pickles. or I mean, I'll do pickles, but you're just limited when you're doing a afternoon Sunday sandwich. It's not usually... You don't
7: have tubs of olives and spinach right? and lettuce and everything just ready no, to go?
1: No, I don't. Um, if I have some jalapenos or, or um, yellow peppers or whatever it may be... Banana peppers. Banana peppers. I would throw those on if I had them. But no, I don't sit and think through a sandwich like that just for a random Sunday afternoon. But I still want to feel like, you know, it's an extra large. And that's, so... <laughs> So that also in my and then the next thing that came out of the husband's mouth was, well, that's where all the sandwich meats go so fast, because you use so much more when you roll or fold or whatever than if you just go with sort of the humble way of making a sandwich. (laughs) I want the protein. I mean, am I wrong in that?
7: No, no, I, I agree. It is kind of a sad sandwich when it's bread flat slice of meat bread and and that's it
1: i totally agree some say i stack it some say they fold it some say they gary uh says he's does flat and piled high and i mean i guess if it's car like if it's it also just depends too on the lunch meat like i guess you went back and, and started this conversation with rhino but i mean if it's right off the bone like if you go to a nice little wedding or something and they're doing yeah, it was leftover
7: turkey sandwiches for thanksgiving i'd Good luck rolling that turkey breast. Right. I
1: mean, and if it's a roast beef that's coming right off the, you know, whatever, then you just kind of stack it up there. I'm talking about just your good old rollable foldable.
6: Do you roll bologna?
1: I don't eat bologna. <laughs> was that snotty?
7: I was just kind of joking because I don't think you could get it to roll
1: someone else said potted meat spreads just fine (laughs) if that's the way you roll you do you that's fine stick with us we've got more good things up next
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, a slight chance of rain with partly sunny conditions, high near 89. Tonight, slight chance of rain, low around 72. Your Tuesday, a possibility of severe weather, showers and thunderstorms, high near 84. For your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 76. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
2: garden mama here to ask what about your trees hmm everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service and mine is matthews tree service the metro area's oldest residential tree service they're licensed insured and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones too listen to your mama now and call matthews for free estimates in the greater jackson metro area call 601-316-8584 matthews tree service
8: this is the closing agri market report. At the close, the New York cotton exchange July cotton was down 22 to 87.86. October cotton was up 55 to 87.02. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down 10 and a quarter to 1524 per bushel. August soybeans were down 4 and a quarter to 1467 per bushel. July corn was up 6 and a quarter to 679 and a half per bushel. September corn was down a half to 591 and 3 quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 127 to 115.30. August live cattle was down 27 to 118.35. August feeders up a nickel to 146.80. September feeders down 10 cents to 149.17. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 293 points, 34,175. I'm Dixon Williams and this is the Super Talk,
9: Mississippi Agri News Network.
0: out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert, weekdays 10 to 1 on Supertalk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart
4: and pretty.
0: Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Supertalk Mississippi.
1: adventure today going over to visit mississippi.org to explore a little more and we're going down the rabbit hole of the sandwich the great sandwich debate that all kicked off last night in my very own home some of you feel sad that i had
7: sandwich a sandwich stacking snubbery
1: <laughs> some of you feel sad for me that i had a sandwich on a sunday night but i would say don't because for lunch i had leftover filet and all the good things and it was just a you know, I just wanted a sandwich, dang it, with popcorn and Diet Coke. What, what just sounded good last night? It's one I my, had
7: a sandwich with a side of half a tub of hummus.
1: <laughs> and so it just is what sounded good. And a sandwich is actually one of my most favorite meals of all time. I have great memories attached to stopping at rest stops when we would travel um, as a family because my parents didn't want to always have to pay for meals or get off the road. And mom would take out her igloo cooler you know with the little checkerboard top pop it open take out her you know 2 liters that she had frozen of water to keep everything cool without getting them soggy and then we would have a good old sandwich sort of meal there at a rest stop uh, with Lay's potato chips and pickle. I'll never forget that. And then it all went back in somehow perfectly and on the road that we went. So, yeah, so sandwiches, we all have a story around sandwiches, and we all have a way we like to stack our meat. But one debate, or I don't know if it's a debate, or I guess it's a way of doing things that has sparked a little bit of a debate on the Facebook group is how you put the bread up. I never thought about that this that you may not know that you can do this. Or maybe you are someone who is anal.
7: It's one of those little idiosyncrasies, kind of like the, the toothpaste tube or the toilet seat. Apparently, twist ties and bread are one of those things that can start really big fights out of nowhere.
1: As long as you have somehow stopped the air from just from the bread just being open to get stale really quick i won't remind you guys that i'm also a proponent for putting my bread in the refrigerator but that's for another great debate my husband has broke me that of his bread so my bread goes where i want it to go his bread goes where he wants it to go and his and the,
7: bread stays fresher longer
1: <laughs> and his bread goes <laughs> in the pantry i hated sorry i diverted your mental energy into the conversation we were actually having so you either, you have the twist tie which right. is there, or you have the little
7: little plastic clip.
1: Little plastic clip. Some are very specific. Which out of
7: all the useless trivia, I have no idea what that thing's called.
1: True story. Other than a tie, but you don't have to do that. Jeff tells us that all you have to do is spin the bread ba- uh, Spin the spin the bread bag around and around and around she goes.
7: Sounds like a '90s grunge band. <laughs> spin the bread bag.
1: Where, where it And stops, their new
7: hit f- twist ties.
1: Nobody knows. And then you just tuck it and you let the bread, the weight of the bread, sit on it. You put it back in the pantry or on the shelf or in the bread box or wherever your bread may sit and wait until you have another good use for toast or bread. And, yeah, you don't have to worry about the little twist tie thingy me jiggy me or even having to, t- you know, tie it in a knot which some people do, and that's my numbing because you can never get it out when you actually want to get bread. So I wouldn't recommend that if you want to keep the peace in your house. But are you a twist tire or a spinner and tucker?
7: I'm usually a spinner and tucker.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Although right. from the
7: 601, we do have a curveball, mm-hmm. a third variable that can make a huge difference on folding or not for the meat because sometimes you get good enough bread, you don't need as much meat, like... Hawaiian sub-bread. 601 Hawaiian sub-bread sandwich is great. Sometimes you get that fancy bread and it's like, okay, the bread is is good. I'm just adding extra stuff.
1: I still want a burger-like sandwich. I, st- I still need when I bite into it. I mean, I'll, I'll take what, I, what I've got. If I need to make it last longer, I will. But I'll always go back to if I can create my own perfect sandwich. I mean... I, not necessarily like a Reuben, but like a Reuben. Like I want it tall, with mostly like meat. a Scooby Doo sandwich. Yes, and you can't do. Do you know how much meat you would waste if you flattened? And then it would have like this thick texture to it. If you bit into like seven flat things of thick meat, it doesn't.
7: Yeah, somehow stacking the sliced meat never makes it tastes like the meat of the same thickness
1: no rolling it and, sl- and stacking it are two different sandwich experiences and then you can get into how do you cut it Do you
7: William c- on the ceasefire text line wait I thought it was one sandwich per pack of meat
1: <laughs> yes yes.
7: Christopher McComb twist tie and it must be turned to the right when you close the bag
1: <sighs> I told you the, Yeah.
7: some people are particular about their twist ties then again, if you've ever had to fight with one that wasn't done the right way, maybe you see why.
1: But then you have the weird people like me, though. I don't use them, but I save them. Because they're good for so many other things. And just
7: a drawer of twist ties and ketchup You never packets. know
1: when you need one. They're perfect for, like, putting little things together, just not the bread. Once you open it, it's open. Just twist and tuck and roll your meat. And stick with us because we got more for you coming up next here on Super Talk. you got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, take time for the good things.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.